Welcome back to the Global Tehillim and Physics Daily Call. On behalf of the OU, this is Naftali Herman. It's great to be back with each and every one of you. Thank you so much for joining the program and for making it a part of your day on Yom Rabi'i, the fifth day of the month of Nisan. Our thoughts continue to be with the people of Ukraine, particularly and our brothers and sisters who are in harm's way. Please continue to dive in, and if you're able to support the heroic efforts happening on the ground, please visit ou.org slash Ukraine. That's ou.org forward slash Ukraine. I'd like to thank our incredible and generous sponsors for their continued support, in particular the Schwartz family, and whose names are prominently listed in the OU Daily email. To sponsor future programs, please visit ou.org slash call. That's ou.org forward slash B-A-L-L. Please note that the deadline to submit a sponsorship for tomorrow's program is today at 5 p.m. during time. On behalf of the OU, it is my esteemed honor to welcome to the Daily Call and introduce Rabbi Shui Wanin of Young Israel Age in Las Vegas, Nevada, to share the Bechizik, which will be immediately followed by Rabbi Wine fully reciting our daily four chapters of Sehelem, Kenneth Chuk, Chukimel, Chuk, Chabalek, and Chuklamid. These are chapters 20, 23, 121, and 130, which will be followed by the Mishaveirach Lechulim with a sizable pause to insert the names of those who we are dominating for, and we will conclude with the recitation of Achim. What a pleasure and honor it is to welcome Rabbi Wein, the Chazot, with great honor, Rabbi Wein. Hello, everyone, and thank you, uh, Rabbi Hamer, for... Uh for uh, just, uh, first of all, orchestrating this incredible uh, program. I'll just say that uh, it's truly a badge of honor uh, for our uh, shul, Young Israel of Las Vegas, uh, to be affiliated to be an OU uh, shul and everyone that walks through our doors, whether it's uh, people who are uh, consistently with us or people who are visiting Las Vegas, uh, realize the, the magnitude that comes along with being uh uh, affiliated with OU, so it's a, it's it, it really is a privilege. Uh, there, there's a there's a story that I, I, I like sharing with people, uh, particularly at this time of year. There's a uh, it, it's told of uh, the story is told of a particular Jew who had booked a flight. He was traveling from Switzerland to the United States to visit his family that had uh, his siblings that still lived in, lived in America. And he and his family lived in Switzerland, and he booked a flight and uh, six months in advance. And he was very anticipating this flight. Now, this guy, uh, he was very particular and adamant that he needed a aisle seat. And uh, so when he booked the flight, he chose he wanted the aisle seat, and he requested it. As the day approached and got closer, he uh, reached out to the airline again. And he said, you know, I need the aisle seat. And again, a week before, a day before, he asked them four times to give him the aisle seat. The day arrives, he gets on the plane, he approaches his seat, and to his dismay, to his horror, he sees that he does not have an aisle seat. He has a window seat. This guy, this fellow, he was outraged. He was so upset with the the chutzpah, the audacity. How in the world? I asked them not once, four times. To give me an aisle seat, and they uh, they refused. Anyway, when he uh, shows up and his brother picks him up from the airport, he could tell that he's he was very stressed out. So he asked his brother. He said, "Yankel, why are you so upset?" And he tells him, he says, "You know, Shlomi, 
You're not going to believe the audacity, the, uh, the, the lack of humaneness and empathy, empathy, this airline. I, I want to sue them and put them out of business. And he says, what did they do? And he explains, I asked them for an aisle seat again and again and again, and they only gave me a window seat. And he turned to his brother. He said, Yanko, I don't understand. If it was so meaningful for you to sit in the aisle seat, why didn't you just ask? Why didn't you just simply ask the person who was sitting in the aisle seat to switch his seat with you? He says, no, there wasn't anyone sitting in that seat anyways. So I share this story. It's tough saying this story uh, on the phone because you don't have everyone laughing. You don't have that effect. But I say this story because it illustrates that a lot of times human nature, and maybe particularly with uh, someone who has Jewish blood, you know, uh, as as Jews, we're good at – Focusing on uh, complaining, you know, I was. Uh, that's why I was in the kosher restaurant the other day, and the waiter was going around asking everyone, "Was is anything okay? Is anything okay?" Because we, uh, we Jews, we know how to complain. And human nature is that uh, we could get so wrapped up in the challenge and the pain that the struggle that we're facing, we could begin to become very uh, problem oriented instead of uh, solution oriented. And the reason I share this. Uh, especially as we are uh, getting closer and closer to the holiday of Pesach, Passover, is uh, something that always struck me is that we recite in the Haggadah on Pesach night that there are three things, Pesach, Matzah, and Mar, that one has to recite and discuss. And if we don't speak about these three elements of the holiday, then we have not fulfilled our obligation of telling over the story of the Exodus from Egypt. And it's very interesting because if you take a look, Pesach means Passover. What does that mean? That we're commemorating that God passed over the Jews by the plague of the the firstborn, and he didn't kill the Jewish people. We survived. Matzah, it says that Matzah is because we didn't have enough time for the bread to bake as we were leaving Egypt. And then Mar, the bitter herbs, that represents the fact that why do we eat the Mar? It says... Why do we eat this bitter earth? That they made our lives bitter. And the question is that chronologically, this is not the proper order. In other words, murder really should be coming before. That comes before the miracle of that God passed us over and before the miracle of, uh, you know, not the miracle, but we were celebrating, we didn't have enough time to bake the bread. So why specifically on the night that is referred to as the Seder, which means order, and we are commemorating the story of Exodus in Egypt, we're saying it out of order. We talk about Pesach, God passed us over. We talk about we didn't have enough time. And then we talk about, oh, before then, God made, uh, the, the Egyptians made our lives bitter. Why are we specifically on this night commemorating these aspects out of order? And the commentaries give a beautiful answer. They say that a lot of times in a person's life, it's very difficult to celebrate and appreciate and to embrace the bitterness in our lives when we're going through it. It's only after the fact, when we have the hindsight vision, that, wow, God brought us through Egypt and brought us to our salvation, and we realize in retrospect, you know something? The bitterness actually brought us to a greater place in the Jews' uh, situation. If the Jews had not gone through that slavery, and the commentaries explains it was a purification process, 
then they would have never become the, the, the Jewish nation, the, the Am Hanifchar, the chosen people to, to ultimately to be able to receive the Torah at Harsinai. And that's why it's going out of order, because only after the fact, with the hindsight vision, are we able to celebrate and appreciate uh, the more of the bitterness. And I'll just close up with a, it reminds me of a story that a, a friend of mine, good friend of mine, he was, uh, he was traveling once from the East Coast to, to Los Angeles. And uh, <laughs> he... Um, it, it, it was, uh, I guess, the particular airline that he was checking in. It was a self-check-in. So he put the suitcase on uh, the scale himself, and he realized that it was overweight. It was two pounds overweight. So, uh, you know, go try negotiating with a machine. You can't uh, – he, he wanted to try to get by, even though it was uh, a little overweight. So he goes and tries finding the, the, the most friendliest uh, attendant there to ask them if he could, you know, make it through. And uh, they turn to him and they say, "Sir, I'm sorry. These are the rules. These are the regulations. You cannot, uh, you cannot, <laughs> you cannot go through it. You have to take something out of your bag." So he opens up his bag and it's a whole hassle. And he's really bothered. Why it's just two pounds? Come on. So he takes out a, a pair of pants and <laughs> a pair of uh, something like a shirt that was on the top of his bag just to make it a little uh, uh, a lighter. And he puts it in his knapsack. He puts the bag back on the scale, and it was still a half a pound overweight. And he turns to the guy and he says, come on, it's a half a pound. Can you just let me go? I need to make my flight. And he says, no, I'm sorry, sir. You have to take out. So he, uh, again, so he goes, oh, he's all frustrated. It's really, it's bitter, the experience that he's going through. And uh, he takes out another, he takes out a pair of underwear and he takes out a, you know, a pair of shoes or whatever it is. And he puts that, puts it, puts it in his knapsack. He goes upstairs, gets to the security, and he's, all, of course, very frustrated by this whole process. Why were they, you know, they just would budge. They would budge from the rules. And as he gets to the, 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 the gate to the flight, they turn to him and they say, uh, I mean, he sees that they're announcing. They're trying to ask for a volunteer. The flight was overbooked, and they're trying to offer a volunteer, whoever wants to forgo on their seat in the plane and go the next morning, they'll give them a free hotel. And they offered a sum of money and, and, and other, you know, uh, benefits as well, like a free uh, voucher to, uh, you know, to, to a future flight. And he uh, says to himself, he says, look, I'm not in a rush. I'm, I'm going to be home for a month. I, what's, what's another day? Here's a chance. I can make some money, have a free night in the hotel. I'll, uh, I'll take it up on the opportunity. And uh, sure enough, he, uh, he he goes up to the flight. I mean, he offers his, his services, but then he turns to him and says, but I need my bag. I need a change of clothes. I'm going to be staying in the hotel overnight. And they said, I'm sorry, sir. Your bag is already in the plane. You'll get it when you arrive in Los Angeles. And he, he didn't know what to do. But then he realized, oh, when I was downstairs and that flight attendant was giving me a rough time. And that caused me to get the pair of clothes and the change of clothes and the shirt and the underwear and the shoes and everything that I need, the pants. For that night, that enabled me to be able to uh, to be able to, to, to forgo on my flight. And he told me something so beautiful. He said, Shulia, I want to tell you something. Sometimes bitterness happens to us and frustration happens to us when we're downstairs, so to speak, in this world. And we're frustrated at the time. It's very it, – it, it's upsetting. And we only realize when we get upstairs, whether that's in the next world or even sometimes in this world, and we realize in hindsight that the bitterness – the frustration, something that was out of our control, really was all Hashem moving the pieces. And, and God, he's only good. He's only good, and he's orchestrating everything to our personal benefit and our personal uh, growth. And, and that's the idea over here, that murr is put afterwards, even though it's out of order, because only sometimes with the hindsight vision are we able to celebrate the slavery. And that's a big emphasis on Pesach night. 
We're told that we're not just supposed to celebrate and speak about the, the, the good times and the victorious times and the freedom and the liberation, but rather we discuss the slavery and the servitude and the hardship and the bitterness. And we're celebrating that as well because we realize it's the understanding that, yeah, you know something? Even though we all have bitterness, we all have challenges, and we all have difficulties, and we all have our struggles and journeys, but that's also a reason to celebrate. And that's why we're told in Halacha, Hizchol Bignus, Umisayim Bishvach. Specifically, we have to discuss, we have to celebrate the genus, the hardship on Pesach night that we experience, because that's also a reason to celebrate. And we realize that it's our, Hashem is doing it with our benefit in mind. So with that, uh, I'll just uh, recite the Tehillim over here. We're going to recite the Capitol to Hillam. It is chapter 21. Cup Olive 21. <laughs> Pishi say my kiss on your reish lay for now. Ki tishi say my shechem, the nei sarecha tichaynein al peneihem. Ruma adinai deuzecha nashira, o nizamira gibura secha. Tittlechaf Gimel, chapter 23. Nizmar Lidavid, Adinai Rai Layasar. Dinai Seshe Yarbi Seini. Al Maidenuchoi Sinaleini. Nafshi Shaivet Yamicheini. The Magli Sedek Liman Shimoi. Gan ki eilech begeit al mavet, lo yira rok yato imadi. 
Chapter 121. Shira Ezri meim avinai oisei shomayim boreh Al yitei namay chaglecho Al yonum shoymerecho Hinei lo yonum velo yishon shoymer Yisrael Avinai shoymerecho Abinai Silicha, Yadimineto Yaimam Hashemesh, Loyakeko, Diorea Faloilo Abinai Yishmar Komikora, Yishmar Es Nasheko Abinai Yishmar Tetokovayeko, Miatov Yadilam. Chapter 130 Kuflamid. Shira <laughs> Achenu 
Amen. Thank you so much, Rabbi Wine. I'll add to your parable, your story, that it's possible the Aaron Line moved, I think Yankel was his name, to the window seat, probably because he called four times. Thank you so much for being with us, and we look forward to having you back in the near future. We hope and pray that all of our collective efforts for safety, strength, and refuah for all of those in need will be answered with Tova for good. Please join us again for our next scheduled program tomorrow on Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. With hearts full of faith, stay strong, hopeful, and optimistic, wishing everyone a wonderful, healthy, and safe day.